0: LIW The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead Review Previously on The Walking Dead Now, um, hello citizens, I'm sorry Welcome to episode 3 of LIW Fear the Walking Dead Review Where we last left off, our characters were in peril Um, they were in perilous peril Um Damn right, near death. Now, where the fuck were they? Um, well, Madison and Alicia and Nick were all at their house, and the neighbor was getting killed, getting her fucking face eaten. And then Travis and Chris were just joined Daniel, his wife, and his, their mom, his mom. I don't know some shit like that at his shop, his barber shop in downtown LA, and that's where they all were. Where we? This episode's called The Dog, 103, The Dog. Um, and apparently all you need to survive, this is my first thought when I saw this scene, all you need to survive in the apocalypse is to pick a shitty store that really nobody wants to rob and go ahead and hang out in there. Just put down your metal cage like they do at the mall, you know, when they close the mall. And that's all you really need, because nobody wants to come in. And that was all true. Until they set a fire next door. Which apparently fire is like the great... It, there's no arguing with fire. Like, it's like the panic room scene. Remember the movie Panic Room? It's like, cool, you can hang out in your panic room. But if they set the house on fire, you're just going to die locked in a room. That's all that happens to you. Like, fire will ruin every plan you have. Um, you can't hide. Like, if you want to close yourself in a room and hide, fire will get you out. That's how they get out, like, old bandits in the old West movies, you know? They're like, come out of there, like, smoke them out. There's always one guy that does that one badass with a cigar, throws it on a, some kerosene. But, yeah, that's it's it's fire's no good as far as your plans go to waiting something out, especially with riots, because Travis is a real fucking asshole to Daniel, who owns the shop, and he's just like, luckily nobody wants to come in here. Why would they? It's a barbershop. And then uh, he's like, you know, the... There's more than just a barber shop here, you know. People want stuff, and I was like, "No, there's not, Daniel. Come on." I was kind of on Travis's side, but I didn't, he didn't have to say it that way. But Daniel's got a lot of pride, you know. You know, Daniel, guys. Um. Anyway, they're they're trying to get a, he's trying to get a hold of his wife, Travis's trying to get a hold of Madison. Like he can't. I guess they don't show it. Um. He keeps borrowing their phone. The cell phone. And it kind of feel like he's like a crackhead. Or they're just like, fuck, yeah, I keep using the phone. Okay, fine. Here. Keep borrowing my phone every five minutes, I guess. That's what we're doing. Anyway, they they hear, like, people break in next door. And then they're like, oh, they're fucking next door. He's like, oh, well, we got, we're running out of time here. Like, what do we do? And he goes, oh, well, we're going with you. So whatever you guys do is where we're going. And he's like, oh, fuck, fine. All right. Travis is all angry for some reason. And then Nick is holding his hand against the wall for some reason. He's like, "Dad, Dad, the wall's getting hot." It was like he spoke like written as a six-year-old, but instead, a seventeen and a half-year-old actor stepped into the role. It was weird. He says shit like like that. But they all you start to see the wall start to blister from the, the heat. It's kind of cool looking. And then the, so obviously you gotta they have to leave because. Again, fire. You're not going to just wait out the fire. It's just going to... It'll eat you, basically. Worse than the zombies. Um, so they go outside and they have to leave. And they go to Travis's truck. But on the way there is the coolest scene in the franchise. Because it is Los Angeles turned against itself. And it is so fucking cool looking. And i I felt a little robbed... Because I wish more of the episode took place during this time period instead of their goddamn house. I think they're trying to shoot in a budget. That's why they only did six episodes of this show. Mm-hmm. Like, this this first season's only six episodes. That's kind of why I agreed to do this review show for it, because it was only six. And I was like, All right, I can do six. Fuck it. But my point is, I feel like they didn't want to spend a bunch of money on this. Expensive shot outside of all these people rioting. They show like the SWAT team shooting people, people overturning cars. I can't tell if the zombie apocalypse happened or if the Lakers won the conference. Like, if they're going to the finals. Like, they didn't win the finals yet because it's LA. They're just celebrating right now the fact that they might have a chance to win the championship. Like, that's what's happening outside. Um... It's fucking cool looking. And I wish they would have spent a little bit more time there. I felt like they rushed through it. Like, obviously the characters are going to be rushed through it, but I. that's why, as a writer, you come up with some problems. Like, they did this in the first season of The Walking Dead, where he meets uh, Glenn. And they have to go back and get the guns, and they have to go back and save this guy. And they have to keep doing, like, keep finding reasons to keep him there. Not like... And I know that sounds like opposite of what I usually go for, is, you know, create a reason. But, but when you have a scene this cool find a little bit of a hiccup for them to spend a little bit more time there. Something something natural with the story, like they did in the first season of The Walking Dead. But this one was more like, Oh, we gotta get out of here and we're out of here. Now we're in a truck. I was like, what the fuck? It reminded me of the opening scenes of uh The Last of Us where the this fucking falling apart. It's kinda like it's just like this. It's it's uh, zombies and stuff and you see the riots. But in that in that game you have to drive your truck through this place. You have to defend it. It's fucking cool, and you really like get to soak it in in the game. In this one, they're like, "Hurry up! We got to get through. We can't. It's expensive. We can't be in here long." And then it's five seconds, and it's over. It's like, God damn! Give me something. Um, they cut back to Madison, Nick, and Alicia. I actually have their names down. Right Where I not have to look at them now. That's good. Um, they are apparently it's getting dark, and they are apparently the only family in the world. Who are excited about playing the game Monopoly? Because Madison pulls it out, and Nick's like, "What? Like, they're like those commercials? Like, Mom, it was like that." And then Alicia's like, oh, "Okay, I'm the, I'm the dibs on this, dibs on that." And they all call dibs on their favorite little trinket guys, whatever those are called, playing pieces. Uh, they called like the dog and the car, and like Dad used to be the dog or whatever. She's like, "Dad wouldn't mind." Madison said that, and I was like, oh, they like Monopoly because they don't get along normally. That's why they like Monopoly. In a normal family, Monopoly is made by the devil and turns family against itself, and you will strangle your cousin if you think it will get you Madison Avenue, ironically. (laughs) I I joke. Um, Anyway. Fucking Monopoly. There's a whole monopoly scene in this movie, this show, this episode rather. And I was like, okay, we're doing this. This is this is what I was saying is they're trying to save a bit of money. And then it looks like they're trying to give the characters a little bit of levity, a little bit of downtime, where they're like, Okay, let's relax before the shitstorm happens. And that's kind of what they were doing. But they interrupted the best scene in Walking Dead franchise to do it. So I was kinda of like, fuck this scene. Fuck it up, it's stupid scene ass. I was a little angry at it. I really was. And it went on forever. It was longer than the fucking cool scene was. It bothered me. Um, in the way to the car, on the way to the truck, um, Daniel's wife gets hurt. Her ankle's crushed in, like, a Happy Gilmore accident. Like, some guys are climbing one of those big metal stands. Like, remember in Happy Gilmore where they climb the thing and it falls over, and then Happy has to shoot off it and kind of does these little... Ding- like a little mousetrap, like a little Rube Goldberg device. That's what happens in this, uh, without the golf part, obviously. The thing falls over, sh- crushes her ankle against the ground, and they're, they're on the truck, and um, they're like, we got to get going. And this is when Travis is like, where are you guys going? He goes, wherever you go. And he goes, why? I saved you, you saved me, we're even. And he goes, oh, we're not even. He goes, we'll get, we'll get there, and my cousins will pick me up. And I was like, that's the most Mexican thing I've ever heard in my life. That's awesome. I loved it. I'm not being racist at all. I really did like it. The fact that he said that line made me laugh. Um, again, I live in Arizona. It's it's a lot of that. It's fun. Um, I feel like that was horribly racist to say, but I I genuinely liked it. I don't know. It'd be racist if I was like, he fuck it said that because he's... Me-. No, I was like, huh. <laughs> his cousins are coming to pick him up. That's awesome. Um... Anyway, they, they they cut back to Madison and Alicia on them. And then Nicola opens the sliding glass door after they hear a noise. And the dog runs in. He's got wounds all, all over him. And then um, they're like, this scene was chaos for me. Because I watched it twice now. Because like I said, I watched these three episodes. And then I went back and rewatched them and took notes. So I can do the show. I wanted to know if the show was going to be good enough for me to do this on. And here we are. Anyway. So I rewatched it again, and I'm still confused because it was a lot of, you can't tell whose house they're in at any given moment. There's a lot of movement, and you don't get connecting tissue. Like, you don't see them run from house to house. You just see them in the house. And it was kind of just confusing a little bit. I feel like they they cut some stuff to save time so, so we can watch more Monopoly. Um, but the dog shows up, and then somehow it gets back out, and then it runs in the neighbor's house, and you hear the neighbor eat it. Um. But and then I was like, well, "What the fuck? I don't know whose house this is. What neighbor it is? Because they have two neighbors at this point who are zombies, and you'll find them out. Um, one you already know about, Peter, who the guy was coughing while packing his truck in the last episode. But Travis shows up right at this is happening. She's like, "Oh, I'm trying to call him." And then um, Peter attacks him. Peter text text Travis. And then you know, Travis, like, wimpily tries to defend his life. And it's kind of like, Travis wants to die. He's got a death wish. After that car thing he did in the last in the second episode. And this, he doesn't want to live. He's not a strong character. But then Daniel shows up, shoots him. Shoots Peter, that is. Um, not Travis, that'd be weird. Shoots Peter in the arm or whatever, face. I don't know, a little bit. Kind of hurts him. And then walks right up to him with a fucking gun and blows his goddamn head off. And they're all just like, what the fuck, Daniel? And then, uh... Alicia, they cut to Alicia, and she's in another neighbor's house. And I was like, where the fuck are these characters? I'm guessing the dog thing happened at Peter's, and so they all went to Peter's house. Because Peter's also the guy was eating the neighbor's face, the woman in the bounce house. Um, They go, they cut to Alicia, she's in her neighbor's house, Susan, who is, um, they're Asian, they're Asian family, and... I kept thinking they were calling her Susu, like a, like a goddamn monkey. And I was like, is her name Susu? And I, like, I cranked up my headphones. I was like, oh, Susan. That's so much less offensive. That's good. I'm glad. Um, but they, she gets in a fight with her in her garden. Like They start crashing down. And then uh, the, the family shows up and kind of grabs her over the fence. And then they just kind of stare at Susan as she tries to grab him through the fence for a good while. And I was like, okay, this is really weird. And then uh, the next day, I don't know if it's the next day or not, I'm assuming, um, Travis is dragging the body, and he's kind of like, he's got the Peter's body all wrapped up in you know, a burlap sack, basically. I don't know. Where do people get burlap? Do, do people just have burlap at their house? I've never once seen a roll, a stack, a packaging of burlap ever in my life, except in movies or, like, if you have a garden. Maybe Susan's Garden had it but she, they would have to fight her to get the burlap. I don't know. It's weird. They just have, so like, you got to have, like, 30 square feet to wrap up a body in burlap. You have to have so much burlap on the ready. And they do it, apparently, because they they had Daniel, or uh, they had Peter wrapped up in burlap, and Travis is dragging it. And Daniel's like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to bury him. And he goes, we got to burn it. And Travis is like, I, why burn it? And he goes, Burning's the only way to kill the infection. It will make it so it won't spread. And Travis is like, I don't want to do that. And Daniel really, really wants to burn some goddamn bodies. He's like, I know you knew this, man. It must be hard. We we really should burn him. I just want to... Let me I'm a fucking firebug, man. Let me burn his body. God damn it, man. Come on. My cousins, come over, man. I want to burn something. I want to watch this burrow go in flames. Really weird. I want to know what was going on in his head. They, a little bit later, I think it's after he's, he buried the bo- Peter's body, um, Travis walks into the living room. Madison's standing there looking at Daniel as he explains to Chris, Travis's son, how to use a shotgun. And Travis really hates it, and he freaks out on him. And at this point, I'm like, go ahead and let your son know how to use a gun. There's goddamn zombies, dude. You have evidence now. Go, what's the... There can only be a positive if he learns how to use a gun. And by that I mean, even if Chris blows his brains out, he wasn't going to help you later. So he would have just wasted your food, your resources, your water, your feelings, blah, blah, blah. He would have wasted all of that shit. And so him learning how to use a gun, he either learns how to use it well or he dies trying. And that's all fine. That really... Because otherwise, he's just dragging you down. He's just another fucking mouth to feed. In a world where food is very ska- getting scarce by the minute, looting is taking care of most of the food, if they knew the dangers ahead, let the weak people die. I feel like, but I feel like the whole Walking Dead thing in the, in the original series is, we're a community, we take care of the weak ones. And it's like, no, they, they slow you down a lot, and you will have to deal with them eventually. The zombies will get them eventually. How much of a resource sucked do you want them to be in the meantime? I realize I sound cruel, but that's how it is. And I realize if I fuck up my leg, like if I snap my leg and I'm with a group, I'm like, fucking move on. I am gone. This It sucks for me, but this is what's happening to me. It's like being born cripple and then expecting everyone else to just cater to your needs but really you're the one who's going to have a hard life and it sucks it's not fair it's really not but that's how it is now and this is the situation we're in so go ahead and leave it sucks I'm sorry I found sound cruel I know I don't fuck around in the apocalypse I will kick kids in the face if it comes between me and a zombie I will slow that zombie down by kicking a kid a group of kids to it I don't care I'm moving on and if I'm that kid like if I'm the one someone faster than me Ahead of me, and they kick me into a zombie. I'm not gonna be like, What I try, like, I'm just gonna, I oh, will have to deal with that. Maybe I, I get kicked back and I bump into a kid and I kick that kid, then I run. I don't know. You find a way, either way, you're on your own. Chris can go fuck himself. I hate that kid. Wow, that was a hell of a tangent. Um, so anyway, that he takes a gun away. That was really it. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, they just kind of hang around the house for a while after that, and it felt like the farm scenes in the original series and I was getting very bored very quickly and there's it, it a lot of weird like two wives things going on like his ex-wife's there and his current wife there and I was like this is like the ending of American Horror Story season two spoiler there it was just a weird polygamy thing going on there with a bunch of families um, and this whole the all these people in this house just kind of deal with Susan being a zombie and just trying to eat them through the fence they just kind of deal with her Like, Madison's out in the yard and she's staring at the body, staring at Susan. And she's like, and Travis walks up to her and she's like, he's like, what's going on? And he goes, he goes, her husband's supposed to be back or just left town. Like, I'm just trying to imagine what would happen if you showed up and I was like this. And he's like, don't worry about that. And they walk away. And then you see Daniel watching them and you look out the window and he's like, weak. They're fucking weak. I was like, God damn, Daniel's a badass. I hope Daniel, I hope the rest of this series is about Daniel and his cousins just fucking up zombies. I want to watch them, and then they meet up with Tobias' family, and it's just the two families. Maybe they fight each other, I don't know. I want to see some cool shit. Because Daniel's family is interesting, and Tobias's family is interesting, and Travis and Madison's family is fucking boring, dog shit people. I hate them. Individually, they got little weird things, but as a group, I don't care about these people. I really don't. Um, because Nick's freaking out over the lack of drugs with his mom. He sounds like a whiny 12-year-old bitch. He reminded me of, like, a Goosebump character, <laughs> like, in one of his books, just crying nonstop about everything. It's like, calm the fuck down, dude. You goddamn chunky, <sighs> this, this is a whiny bitch. That's all, I don't know, this bothers me. There's a lot of this show that bothers me, but I still like it. It's weird. I always sound like I'm hating this shit, but I I love it at the same time. Um... Anyway, the family starts to leave for the desert, but uh, you know they're all packed up and leaving. Alicia makes them wait an extra ten minutes because she's a goddamn selfish asshole. And they go to leave and they get on the main road and they look and they see Patrick getting out of his car, and I didn't explain who Patrick was at all, so you have no frame of reference. If but you know who I'm talking about if you saw the show, obviously. If you don't see the show before you listen to this, you're a fucking idiot. Anyway, if this is how you watch your show through my voice describing it to you, you are going to be so lost. Not that I'm not doing a good job, but anyway, Patrick gets home, and they're like, oh, shit, we got to go save, you know, Susan's going to eat him. That's Susan's husband, basically. Um, Not basically. It is. The show tells me. So they turn around so Susan doesn't eat his shit, you know, doesn't go crazy on him. And uh, he walks into the garden, and he's like, Susan, I'm home, and he, he has... He's in a suit, and he's in the garden. And Susan shows up, and she looks like Blanca from Street Fighter. Her hair could not be crazier. She looks, she has crazier hair than the crazy Mexican lady in Orders, Orders the New Black, the one that has the cell phone taking pictures of her vagina. She, she has crazier hair than her. It's like three feet tall. It's all spread out. Like she stuck her finger in a light socket, that old cliche. And then she looks fucking ridiculous. She... I want to know what the fuck they were thinking when they put makeup and clothing on Susan and then someone did her goddamn hair that way. It's like a trifecta of terrible. I want to know how these departments didn't go, what the fuck are we doing? Look at this character. It's It's not human anymore. I know it's a zombie, but zombies are former humans. They aren't glowing green creatures from Street Fighter from Brazil. They're not that. They are people still. Make them look human. Fucking weird. Um, she goes to eat her husband, and then the military shows up right at the last second and shoots her in the goddamn head. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, well, that was random. <laughs> like, I mean, when they were leaving in their cru- trucks, and when they went back to, say, Patrick, they, they kind of showed the military showing up, but, oh, my God, he shot. And then they shot Susan in the head, and Susan does, like, a... Ugh. And I'm like no you got shot in the head you're a zombie you're done don't do a dying scene and I realized it was really just the elderly actors he was helping her to the ground so she didn't just smack the ground but I was like just cut you, you can cut to a different shot and so instead of watching it was like an old west thing where she got shot and she's like oh doing the dance of death like ah oh, just tell my children go fuck themselves like stuff, something like that but you're a zombie you don't get a final little speech. You don't get to say goodbye. You don't get to tell somebody you love them. You just you're already dead actually. You were dead standing. Now you're super dead. You're dead on dead. You're stacks of dead on dead. I don't I don't want to see your death scene. It's weird. And I appreciate the military showing up because it's the first one I zombie thing I've seen where the military wasn't evil. They weren't trying to shoot everyone. They were actually trying to contain this. Like they were, is anybody in your family bit? No? Okay, who's in the house? These are their names. Are they okay? Are they healthy? Can they, you know, do you need help? Um, stay inside. That sort of thing. They weren't going, everybody here, and then shoot them all. Like they're doing the crazies and shit Like where they got to contain a village and they try to control the outbreak. This, they actually, like, the military and the police are trying to help. They show that one cop, Travis sees that one cop, loading water into his trunk. That was kind of the outlier here. That was the the one rogue cop that said, fuck it. But you get the feeling that they are going to just drop it soon. They're just going to go. Because, obviously, you have to protect yourself eventually. There's going to be some of those people who never stop trying to fight it. And that's that mentality that you have that most people will not. And most of those cops, though, are just going to go, okay, I have a family at home. I have to go protect them at this point. And that's going to happen if the apocalypse happened like this, if it, anything like this happened. But I did like that they're still trying at this point. It's, it's still fresh. I, liked, I haven't seen this before. Usually they give up immediately or they're corrupt as fuck and they try to kill everybody. It's one of those two things. Um, I know Night of the Living Dead. They do like a. Uh, they don't do the cops really. They do like a posse, and they come and they round up and they shoot the black dude. <laughs> and you're like, Jesus Christ! But it's it's more like a, a hick posse. Even it's in Pennsylvania or whatever. Yeah. But this is like I don't know. I like I like seeing the military because you don't ever see the military in these do their job. It was cool. Anyway, another tangent there, and I'm sorry. I just I just like seeing that because I do love zombie stuff. Um, Nick is wandering around during this, trying to score drugs from the neighbors, I guess. He's trying to like break in houses and he turns around and he sees this little girl in the window and she kind of waves at him with her teddy bear and he waves back and I was like, this girl's 100% going to be molested now. He's going to molest her, kill her, wait for her to come back to life, molest her zombie and then kill the zombie again. He, he just, he's a junkie Around a little girl, and he's going through withdrawal, so he might be getting a little desperately weird. I don't know. It just, it just got real weird, and it was so odd. It was an odd little scene, and that went nowhere. He didn't try to help the little girl. They didn't show anything, because it immediately cuts to Daniel looking at the military outside, and he goes, and his his mom or his wife, or, I can't remember who's in bed with a crushed ankle. I think it was his mom. Is like, um. You know where we're we going to go? We need to go somewhere. We're gonna. How long does he think this is gonna last? Are they 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 gonna contain it? And Daniel goes, "It's already too late." It ended just like the first episode did, where it was a very cryptic, weird sentence at the very end. And I was like, "Okay, well, that's depressing as fuck." And like Tobias spoke like that, and that kid's a psychopath. Um, this episode was pretty good. I liked a lot of the neighbor stuff. I liked. The neighborhood falling apart. I like the cops, like I said, and the military. I like Daniel. I like Travis. I'm starting to like Madison. Hate their kids with a goddamn strong passion. Nick's okay. Nick, ironically, is the worst person because he's like a junkie and he does horrible shit. But he's the most level-headed character out of the three kids because the daughters a stuck-up cunt, like I said in episode two, that Chris Travis's son is a selfish prick with severe daddy issues for apparently no reason. Maybe she had another marriage where he touched him. I don't know. Maybe there's a weird stepdad in here. I I don't know. I don't know their lives. I'm not going to pretend to. But I liked liked this episode. I'm curious where this is going to go because this is officially where I left off watching them. Um, As of this recording, episode four and five are out and I'm going to watch them and then review them, but we'll get there, and I'm kind of excited, will they make it out of their little town, their subdivision, will they make it out of the suburbs, and go to the desert, because I don't think they do, because this whole thing's set in LA, so I don't think they're going to, gonna be weird, is the whole fucking season gonna be leading up to that, I don't know, Um, it's fun to watch it start though, the the outbreak, Um, and that's it, Um, go to loiteringawonderland.com. Uh, check it out. There's a bunch of show in there. You can see all the shows we do. We do, uh, I don't know, a lot of shows. Lloyd and Wonderland, LAW Movie Review, um, Phoenix West Show, LAW Improv Theater, Twilight Zone Episode Review, um, This is Fear the Walking Dead Review, slash Walking Dead Review, American Horror Story Review, Gotham Review, um, one more, what is it? Um, Fargo Review. I also have the Nick Cage cast that's fun. We're, I'm going to watch Nick Cage movies and review them. And I got a, a Chicago sports review and then I have the NBA review. So there's a lot of shows on there. I know it's, it seems like a lot. But it's all there. It's all laid out. Very easily I remodeled the website so you can just see them all from from the front page. You don't have to fuck around. But go to uh, tchip.com t-e-e-c-h-i-p dot um, com slash Lloyd and going to Land 2 or you can just go to the Facebook page um, facebookcom slash Wonderland. and on there is a link to go buy a T-shirt for twenty-three dollars. It sounds expensive, but they're fucking cool shirts. I even ordered some for myself. Um, they're fucking cool, and all the money, all the proceeds we get, are gonna go back into the show to get cameras so we can go video because we do. We are gonna set up set up a a video studio here soon. Excuse me, I'm just crying because I just want the money. And we're gonna we're setting up a video studio here. And we are going to go full video. Not full video. Uh, We're going full nudity. Full frontal. We're going to go part video, basically. We're going to do skits. We're going to do shows. We're going to do weird stuff for video. So you guys can actually watch us instead of just jerking off to our voices. You know, you actually can see us. Because it is going to be full frontal. This this is a full frontal audio show, but you can't hear that I'm naked that well. I am naked, but it's just kind of weird. You can't hear it that well. Um... What else can I say? Um, go buy my books. $5 a piece, digital copies, on the website. Um, those are going to be PDFs. If you want the book for your Kindle, go to Amazon.com. Search Phoenix West. I have three books on there, and I have four on the website. They're fun. They're only 5 bucks. Everything helps me out. I appreciate everything. All the money you spend on our show, on the show, whatever, those T-shirts, goes back into the show so we can get cameras and Equipment and hire people. It's fun. It's good. It's God. It's not really. Um. It's it's a local. We're a local show for Phoenix. So if you're in Phoenix, help us out. We appreciate it. It's a local business. So uh, I'm done pandering to you. Um. Thanks, guys. I'm basically holding out a digital cup for you through quarters and. Uh. So long, citizens. Goodbye.